You're listening to The Jill Monaco Show, episode number 47. Welcome to The Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. Welcome back to The Jill Monaco Show. And if you've listened to this podcast for more than one episode, you know how passionate I am about freedom in Christ. So I get kind of giddy when I find someone else that has the same passion. And my guest today has a company called Freedom Creatives. Come on, what a great name. Well, Jenny Randall is an award-winning creative ninja, nationally sought-after speaker and author of The Courageous Creative, who believes deeply in the power of story. See, at age 18, Jenny encountered the greatest love story ever told, the gospel, and the prayer that followed was simple, use me to make an impact for you. How beautiful is that? Well, since that prayer, Jenny has served in ministry and worked in entertainment, publishing, and creative industries, from a DJ on the radio to a career in the heart of Hollywood, editing for billion-dollar franchises, God empowered her to craft stories that create impact. In 2009, Jenny was recognized with one of the highest honors in the entertainment industry, an Emmy Award. Yay! Well, currently, Jenny and her husband, Matt, lead a marketing agency that helps online influencers increase their global presence. In all of these influential places, Jenny discovered what it actually means to carry influence. Jenny uses her platform to reach people worldwide with God's message of hope, healing, and Holy Spirit revelation that champions people into their calling. In early 2018, Jenny and Matt formed Freedom Creatives. It's a 501c3 ministry organization where they share gospel-centered truth. She is passionate about championing leaders, creatives, procrastinating dreamers, and church communities into their calling through the transformational power of Christ. Wouldn't you love to learn about how to be free to be who God made you to be? What does it look like to really live that way? Is it just a pipe dream or can we really enjoy our lives? Are you ready for exchanging fear for courage? Ready to karate chop past uh, the pain and into God's promises? And maybe dismantle some lies that are weighing you down so that you can slay today. Those are a few of the things that Jenny talks about. And so we are going to get to talk to her today and learn how to be wildly creative and free. Jenny, welcome to the podcast. Oh, Jill, thanks so much for having me on. I'm so glad to just have this conversation. Anyone who's passionate about freedom is just like, we could probably talk for way longer than this podcast is going to allow us to. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so excited to get time with you and let's let's get in. Let's dig in. Yeah. You know, one of the things on your website that cracked me up is that you say, throw confetti in the air like we just don't care. Like, <laughs> tell me where that come from, because it just gives a visual picture that makes me smile. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I um, In college, I would always have these fun, like, one-liners, and, like, it got so bad where I'd just be like, oh, we're just smiggle, smaggling around. Like, my roommate would have to go with me and, like, translate. <laughs> Jenny's trying to say this, but, like, when you become friends with somebody so close, you know what they're saying. So, you know, 
we just got to throw confetti in there. Like we just don't care because it's fun sometimes to get a little messy and That's so true. Your background is so incredibly eclectic. And I know there was a story somewhere I read about how your family was really supportive of your creative dreams to go from New York to California and to go into the entertainment business. Tell us how that all came about. Yeah. So when I was in third grade, I actually made my first film. I mean, we'll use that term loosely, right? But I, I created something and it it was one of those moments that really marked my timeline where, uh, so we showed the film in school and the teacher responded the way we had hoped for. She was like laughing when it's supposed to be funny. And she's getting emotional during the emotional parts. Cause it was, it was a film that was honoring her when she went on maternity leave. And so we surprised her with it. Yeah. And I remember something in me was like, wow, whatever is happening here, I want to do it forever. Hmm. So as I grew older, I explored all these different avenues of what does that look like to tell story. Um, and I landed in, I want to be a video editor. And so I studied television in college in New York. And uh, we had this program where we could do internships in LA. And I did one and I hated it, hated <laughs> it. And I was like, I'm never going to live there. And then graduation rolled around. And about 60 of the graduating classmates in the TV department were going to LA. And I was like, well, let's see what happens. So I moved out there and my parents growing up never once, never once were like, oh, you can't work. You can't be a filmmaker or how could you dream so big? They never once squandered that in me. And as a parent now, I look at that example and I'm like, wow, I want my kids to dream so mighty. And I want to support mm-hmm. them in that they were giving me resources like um, uh, they bought once this VHS player that could record to another VHS player. Mm-hmm. So I was like, doing this thing called analog editing, where I was like editing, super ghetto now, but they just always provided resources to empower those dreams. And eventually, I moved out into the entertainment industry with that dream of I'm going to be a video editor. And wow. I mean, praise God for their love and support in that. That's awesome. It reminds me of my parents did something similar. Um, I was, when I was young, I loved to sing and act and I was in all the plays that I could find in the community and school. And they encouraged me to major in musical theater in college. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking of broadcast journalism, which is funny because I, you know, I do some narration. Um, and for industrial film, as I became um, more seasoned as an actor, I was expanded from stage to voiceover to, you know, industrial training videos and commercials and stuff. And so, but for them to encourage me to go into that, and then even after that, they so supported, you know, because I didn't make much money. Um, I remember one year my dad did my taxes. He's like, you made $12,000 this year. Great. <laughs> you know, he was like, I am in trouble. Um But even when I decided to leave that and go into ministry, I felt a burden like they've encouraged me my whole life. And by that time, I was in my 30s and I thought, you know, I'm giving up on everything they've invested in, not just my time, but their time and money. And um, they have supported my ministry 100 percent. And it really does. You know, it's so helpful. I know not that's not everyone's story, but man, just when you have someone who says, I believe in you, whatever you feel called to do. Yeah. And I think too, maybe for some people listening, it isn't your parents and I'm sorry that isn't happening, but, but Mm -hmm. find community that 
you can champion people in their dreams and they can champion you in yours. And I think sometimes we walk, I don't know if this is how it's been for you, but sometimes I've found we walk in seasons where, okay, you're in a season where you're called to champion someone else's dream. So whether it's to invest in their vision or build out graphics or whatever that creative thing is that you can do to support them, even just texting, Hey, how'd your writing go today? Sometimes that's the season we're meant to be in and invest and build up others. And other times they're going to, they're going to do that for you while you're chasing that hard dream. And I think, I mean, community is so important as we step out in those God-given dreams, because it really, I mean, there's days where we're like, why am I doing this? (laughs) You know, you get that text at the right moment. That's like, man, God is really using you. And you're like, okay, it just (laughs) builds you back up and casts vision back, back into you. And I think we're meant to do that as, as the church really. That's such a good point. It reminds me of what we we reap what we sow. So if yeah. you want to reap in a certain area of your life, then sow into other people's lives. And it helps you not focus on your lack, but on the joy of others. And yeah. um, and I do believe, too, like what you said, that when we if we don't have the parents, look for the people that will encourage you. Because God has all kinds of beautiful relationships set out. And if we focus on what we didn't have, then it's just going to continue to drag us down, right? Yeah. So, well, I'm curious, what was your Emmy for? Yeah, so I won an Emmy um, in the entertainment industry. It was for, so the show was called Understanding Chemistry in Our World. And it was a (laughs) PBS television show that came out. So I won for editing. That's awesome. Where do you keep your Emmy? Uh, it's on my bookshelf behind me. I have friends that come over and they're like, can I take a picture with it? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, sure. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. It's fun. That is fun. <laughs> well, what made you, because you're not doing that anymore. So what no. made you transition out of that? Yeah, so um, I actually talk about this in my book, Courageous Creative, because I held on for years. I want to be an editor. And, you know, I love L.A. because people it's like a melting pot of dreamers and you move Mm. out there with that dream, believing that you can do it. Um, so I love it. I just love it. And so I was living the dream. I was editing. And then I felt like God was like, you need to go help your pastor friends start a church. And to do that, I had to leave the job I was at and move about two hours away. And then I got to freelance, be a freelance video editor while I was doing that and serving in ministry and helping with media ministry and just building up the church. And that was so exciting and wonderful. And I got more in the world of freelancing. And then um, I met my husband and we got married and had a kid and we wanted to be by family. So we actually moved back to New York, which is where we are now. And um, holding on to that term loosely on the video editor really opened up different avenues from like the graphic design, being an art director. Well, you know, you wear so many titles. Yeah. And I think I think it's just holding those titles loosely, knowing that they aren't who we are, but that God can use our creative abilities in so many different ways. So now um, my main focus is on building our marketing company and doing creative strategy, as well as uh, my biggest passion is ministry and speaking and writing. So that's kind of where I've landed now. That's beautiful. And it is kind yeah. of like God will open a door if he would say, had said to you back then, like, you're going to leave this and you're going to move back to New York and have a family and do marketing. You'd be like, 
what? Like, no, <laughs> I, I love editing. Um, but I love how God gives us baby steps and he doesn't waste anything. Everything exactly. he's taught us, he will use in the next phase. So we're really not ever giving up anything. He's just adding to it. That's so good, Jill. And it's so true because like video editing, you're telling story, you're crafting a story from things that you're given, um, pieces of footage that you're given. Now make a story. And it's so fun to see the skills that I've built up over there be, be used in different ways and like communicating on a stage or writing mm-hmm. a story and just the way our minds work in, in telling story and creating content. It's been, like you said, nothing has been wasted and mm-hmm. it's just such a, it's such a wild ride. Will you, what has it mm-hmm. been like for you wearing so many hats in the creative space? Oh my goodness. You know, I love just, how you're giggling. <laughs> because I'm like, which what which part do I say? Um, I, I think I do a lot of things that people don't know. So I, I, I'm kind of giggling too that you you recognize it. Um, one of the things that's been fun is that I've discovered how much I like graphic design. And oh, cool. And then I'm good at it. And I yeah. really only use Canva. You know, or sometimes I'll use Keynote to kind of do some creative things Um, because I don't have a design program on my computer, but I've got friends who are authors who want images to promote their book. And I've done that kind of for fun and everything on my website, almost everything I've created. Um, And I just I enjoy it. I can just get lost for hours just creating stuff. And I'm like, I actually need to work on that message I need to preach, which I love, you know, (laughs) communicating too. Um, So that's been fun. Um, What I don't enjoy, like anything, like when I have to enter into QuickBooks, like that accounting, the accounting hat is so not me. (laughs) I'm the same. (laughs) I'm like, I can do it. My dad's an accountant. So I have an, you know, a, um, you know, a value for like making sure it balances and, you know, staying within budget. And I do it and I'm good at it, but it's not my happy place. Um, yeah, it's not your go-to. Like yeah. when you're like, oh, let's do something fun. Get yeah, those no. math numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It's, you know, everyone's like, oh, but math is never lies. It's always the same. I'm like, oh, like I'd prefer to, you know, do something else. Um, but I think, you know, with my theater background, I've always been creative. I was writing plays when I was in third grade, kind of like what your situation yeah. was. Um and um, so I love writing. Sitting down to write my book is such a joy, a blog post. Um, yeah. Even coming up with my social media, like when I'm thinking of an image and a quote to put on there and then, you know, what do I want to say about that? I'm checking in with God. Like that's my, I don't know if people think of it as creative, but when I'm sitting and I'm praying and I'm asking God, what do you want to say to your people? Yeah. Um, and he gives me a sentence and then I create a message around it. That is creative to me. That is so, so creative. I mean, the easiest definition of creativity I, I can come up with is the act of making stuff. Mm. So I think I think people um, have this preconceived notion that creativity needs to be painting or this right. one-track mind of what it looks like. And it's so different based on your unique skill sets and God-given like giftings. Right. And yeah, just cap- capturing God's heart over people and creatively expressing it is huge and so important. I I like to joke that we're all creative ninjas right. because we're actively like karate chopping through this, the shame and the guilt and the pain and all the things that can really block our creativity. Yes. And I think we have, I think it's the greatest who I didn't think I'd get emotional, but I think it really is the greatest weapon that we carry as Christians is our creativity. Mm-hmm. 
So I agree. Just to sit here talking with you right now in, in seeing your understanding of the power of it is like really, I, I'm getting emotional about it. Like it's really cool. Yeah. I think, you know, some people are more creative than others, but um, I think it every, like we're always, if God is a creator, right, then we yeah. are made in his image then we are always creating. I'll I'll give some grace to even the math people out there. Like they're still creating. They're creating spreadsheets, right? And they get very excited about those. (laughs) Yes. And they can continue to create those spreadsheets for us. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But you mentioned something I think that's really important. And that is um, that being creative is really one of the most important things we can do as a believer. And I remember feeling very stuck and not having time to be creative because I was taking care of all the needs of the ministry instead of creating for the ministry. Yeah. And the Lord told me that like my time with him, that time of rest, like I'm not going to be creative when I'm too busy. And so yeah. I had to figure out how do I get rid of the things that are weighing me down, that are detailed oriented, um, which are good. You know, you can knock it out and you check it off your list and there's no, there's not a lot of um, creativity and, you know, maybe checking off a list on certain things. But I found that my creativity, my writing is completely blocked if I have too much in my mind. So I'd rather have a day that's like insanely busy with the details, answering phone calls and emails and get it all done in one day so that my next day is 100% set on sitting down and praying and writing. But if I have yes. to mix the two, I can't mix the two. Yeah, it, that's hard. And I think it's great. You're so self-aware that you're able to notice like the rhythms in which you're able to create and like connect with God and just spill your guts out and how you can do that in a healthy way. Because I think a lot of the times, so when I wrote my book, I, I heard another um, leader say that he would literally just get downloads of what the book would be like, and then he'd start mm-hmm. writing. Like he'd get a vision mm-hmm. and he'd write. And <laughs> my first book here, I'm like waiting and waiting <laughs> and waiting. And God didn't manifest in that way for me. He, you mean he, he, doesn't, came, work, he doesn't work the same with everybody? <laughs> can you believe it? I was flabbergasted. <laughs> and just to clarify for the listeners, your book was cr- Courageous Creative. Yes, Courageous okay. Creative. And, but as I, as I showed up, and as I said, today's a writing day. And I started attempting to spill my guts. God poured through those words, like poured out through those words. And later I would read it and be like, okay, this is great. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, yeah. but it, he shows up in different ways. Like in our creative expression, it doesn't always look like a giant rainbow of greatness. Sometimes <laughs> it's just showing up doing the work and being like, Holy Spirit, like, will you use this moment and this time and this space that I'm giving you? And I want, cause we all want to be used by God. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just in the middle of walking in that process that he begins to use us rather than just waiting for this grandiose moment of, I had a vision and then going <laughs> yeah. after it. So or- it, I think it can be different depending on just how he wants to operate in us. Yeah. And it looks different for everyone. So some of the busy moms maybe can't get that much time aside. So what would you say to people that want to be more creative or have more time or that, you know, you work with creative people all the time. So what are the obstacles and then what are your solutions for some of those? Yeah. So um, if you are a busy mom, one of the, one of the biggest suggestions I have is 
uh, noticing the rhythms and the routines in your own day and with your kids and then entering in when your kids are playing. Like, for example, if they're playing Legos, don't just sit on the sidelines, like get in and start creating with them. Because if you feel you've lost your creativity, you can actually rebuild that muscle. So Mm -hmm. even playing Legos for five minutes is strengthening that creative muscle. So then when you do have some downtime, you're able to uh, pour out what you've built up. Um, So some of the other obstacles are just facing fear in even stepping out um, or doubt. Um, Rules and regulations is a big obstacle. Stress, people pleasing. So you you feel like, oh, I can't do this thing because everyone's going to judge me or whatever goes into the mindset of that. Um, oh, procrastination, having poor time management, perfectionism is a big one. And then performance mentality is another big one where you, you're creating, um, in an unhealthy way because you're creating to, to show like to be, to be known, whereas God wants us to create. I think we can Hmm. be leaders and influencers and create really healthy and work really hard. But I think our heart behind it, our intention behind it has to be to glorify and enjoy God in the midst of it, not just so we're, we're known. Does that make sense? That's such a good word. It reminds me of a conversation I had with the Lord, um, probably at the end of last year, the end of 2018. And I was praying about this year and I had so many different opportunities and so many different things I could do. And I knew I couldn't do it alone. And and um, so I asked him, like, what do you want me to do? And he and I was, you know, also thinking about finances and, and that. And so I'm always concerned as a self-employed person. You know, you're always a little concerned about that. Yeah. And um, he said, you know, Jill, I'm gonna make it simple. If you take care of the needs of others, I'll take care of your needs. Mm, that's good. And it just simplified it for me. And so it helped me not because I don't really I get that icky feeling when I'm trying to do all the things I'm supposed to do to build my social media because I need more numbers in order to get that book deal. You know, yeah. like that yeah. just makes me absolutely insane. But I know it's just a reality of the business. Like they, the book publishers need to make money and they want to make sure you have an audience that's going to buy the book. I don't fault them for that. Yeah. But in my heart, in my creative soul, in that sacred space, it feels like I'm prostituting myself or others, mm. you know, for my own gain. And so... I love that the Lord spoke to that. And so now my, like I, when I feel like I'm getting disjointed, I focus back on, am I taking care of the needs of others? Because my needs are going to be provided for whether my platform is small or large, it doesn't matter because God's got my needs taken care of. And if we are seeking after influence, and I'm just going to be so bold right here, I don't want to go on this tangent, but if we are going after influence instead of God's glory, instead of taking care of others, then we're actually making ourselves an idol. Yeah. And that can be a very, well, it is a dangerous place. Um, but it's it doesn't. Dangerous place. But doesn't need condemnation. Like we all slip into what society is doing. It's just a recalculation and getting back to the heart of God. Yeah, yeah, and I love that God took you through that process, and you're able to hear it. I, I've had a lot of um, newer authors come up to me and be like, "I want to, I want to write and speak. How do I do it?" And I'm like, "Well, you do. You. It is a reality of the business. You have to build your platform, mm-hmm. and." Some of them will be like, I'm not doing it. And it is really, it takes a mindset shift to mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm not building this for myself. Right. I'm building this because God has called me to it. Number one, he's called me and he's positioned me to step in it in this way. 
And what I'm doing is I'm sharing, you have to believe so deeply in the message that he's called you to share and you're, you're building it for him and to bring him glory. And it's not about you. It's about Mm -hmm. spilling over what he's, what he's doing in and through you and being real and vulnerable and sharing that with the world and, and let's hope others connect with it because they will. And in essence, like, like you're saying, that's going to build, that's going to build your platform. So it really takes a mindset shift to, overcome that that hurdle of feeling uncomfortable building something yeah and so as you've started freedom creatives um and your marketing company you've obviously you've run into some of that what would you say to people that um besides what you just said that if they need to they have a desire and a dream on the heart on their heart and a message they feel they need to share what's like just some of the first steps of things that you would recommend for them yeah, so the biggest thing is to just start doing it. <laughs> sounds sounds so easy, right? Yeah. Um, so just positioning yourself for that dream. And um, I don't know how you operate, Jill, but I get overwhelmed if there's a huge dream in front of me and like I'll I'll stop moving and I'll just start <laughs> procrastinating. Um, so God actually had to help me shift my mindset to just do the day to day. Like he's like, okay, let's do this today. And so much so that when I felt called into speaking and writing, um, maybe about five years ago, I would pray every morning, be like, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? Mm-hmm. And one day in particular, I was outside with my kids. They were at preschool age at the time, and we were just playing outside. And I felt like the Lord was like, you need to email a New Jersey event coordinator and pitch them your creativity talk. And I was like, okay. So I just Googled like conference, New Jersey. And like, I found this event coordinator. and he ended up telling me that the original presenter uh, backed out. The conference was like two months away. I literally pitched him the same exact idea that he, yeah, it was like this divine moment um, that God orchestrated. And Mm -hmm. this man, and God always told me, Jenny, it just takes one person in the right position of influence to pull you up in this calling. And that was this moment. And I think oftentimes we get so overwhelmed by the big picture that we forget to ask God, okay, God, what is it today? What is it today? So yeah. I know we can do talk about super practical stuff to step into that calling, but the, the biggest thing you can do is just invite Holy Spirit into the process, say, what do you want for me today? And then trust that he's going to fill the spaces between you and that dream. And he's going to fill it with resources. He's going to fill it with tools. He's going to fill it with people. He's going to fill it with just supernatural moments. Like the one I just described Mm -hmm. that are going to, going to make a way for it. And it's just being obedient, saying, yes, God, here I am. And then taking action. A lot of the times we don't take action out of fear. So it's Mm -hmm. really just prayerfully walking it out and knowing that, okay, he has called me to this thing. Right. You know, I think of a a really simple analogy to it. Like if you want to become a doctor, you have to, you know, with God's leading, make certain decisions to be prepared for the door to open at the right time for you to be a doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. to get that right job. And it's like anything in life that you want, the opportunity will meet your preparation. And I think preparation includes not only practical things. Um, you already had your message of create, you know, being creative, prepared in your heart and your yeah. soul, whether it was detailed or not. But you knew what your message was. And I think a lot of what I'm noticing, um, I remember one of my uh, 
I would say niece slash nephews. I'm not going to say which it was because I don't want to call them out. But <laughs> I do that with my kids too. <laughs> one of my children. <laughs> yes, one of my nieces and nephews um, wanted to, was talking, and this is years ago, so they may not even remember it, but they wanted to just, you know, be YouTube famous. Yeah. But they didn't know what their message was, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people want the end thing. You want to be a doctor, you want to be a movie star, whatever, but you don't have your why and you don't have the character to back up you entering into that space. Yeah. And if you don't have your conviction and your why that you're doing it for something bigger than yourself, you will eventually mm-hmm. get very bored with yourself. Or if anyone criticizes you about your dream, you'll take it so personally, it'll it'll absolutely disrupt you on the path because every dream has to have a purpose bigger than yourself or it'll yeah. destroy you. And uh, that's where character so comes in. And then when the door opens, you have been positioned in your heart to be grateful um, and kind to others because you know what it took to get there. And um, and then you're ready for that thing because opposition's still going to come, gossips. I mean, all that junk still happens. Yeah. But you know, this isn't personal. This might be attack against my calling. And I know I'm going on a tangent, but I think there's a, a someone out there that needs to know that sometimes your opposition is because God is for you. And yeah. God is moving you and he's putting you through these hard things. So when you you finally get to that dream that you want... Your character and your, um, like you can handle the criticism and the, and what comes against you in a greater way. Because when favor increases, sometimes so does opposition. But what's really awesome, at least I've noticed, when the favor increases, the opposition may increase, but doesn't bother me as much. So true. So good, Jill. Yeah. I mean, when I first was like, I ignored this calling of speaking for 10 years. Mm. And you know why? Because mm. I told one person, And they were like, why would you do that? And Mm -hmm. I took that as you're not good enough. And I just started labeling myself with all these hurtful things. And it held me back for years. And I wrestled and wrestled and wrestled. And dreams are fragile. You have to be careful who you share them with in the beginning. And years later, I'm like, fine, God, I'll do it. And I just was like, why isn't anyone emailing me? I said I'd do it. Like, why? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, (laughs) I remember, um, God called me out. And because my, my biggest thing was, God, who do I think I am Mm. to enter into this? Who do I think I am? And I can tell you conviction is real because he said, Jenny, who do you think I am? Uh, That's great. This is awkward, God. And I had to (laughs) repent because I was making it all about me. And you know what? Our dreams, yeah, we have gifting and abilities, but they're not always, always, they're not about us. So that's a bigger picture of how God is moving and being available and willing to to use our talents and giftings to step into that. And I just was so repentant and humbled and like, God, I'm sorry, you're so much greater than anything I've everything I can do. This dream is not about me. It's about you. And I had to repent and just it really reshifted my focus. Um, similar to what you're saying, to be able to just walk into that knowing that he's he's got this. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, too, everyone who feels called to be a speaker or an author, we kind of have to keep it in context. Not everyone's called to have the same platform as Beth Moore. Yeah. You know, like if you're called, you might be called to your local community in that capacity. Just like there were, you know, there's pastors of big churches and small churches. It doesn't mean that you've done better because you have a big church or you have a big platform. 
But that, like, I even think of, and I ask God to remind me, and you get those emails that just go, oh, if I were that person, if I had that big platform, I wouldn't have had this small conversation, you know, with this person. I wouldn't have impacted this life. And so when I'm coaching people and they have these big dreams, it's really that balance of, I want them to believe for the big dream, but leave the results up to God. What it looks like is up to God. And you just be faithful and be grateful. That's so good. Faithful and grateful. I love that. Yeah. It seems like I've learned it all the hard way. Anything I'm saying is not because I've done it right the whole time. I've definitely been (laughs) the whiner, the complainer, why them, not me, God. (laughs) Oh, I know. I mean, I wrote my whole book and at the end, God's like, well, you really sucked the joy out of this process. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) you're kidding. I'm like, sorry. I would like slave over the words and be like, this is so hard. Oh my God. I could... So the next one I'm writing, I'm like, okay, God, let's be a little more joyful. Here I go. Like, yeah. Well, and let's, I want to touch base a little bit more on your, the book you've already written, because I think there's a couple more nuggets I want people to get out of it. So you have different activities in the book that helps people be creative. Can you say more about that? Yeah. So it's um, basically a 31 day interactive devotional and every day there's a challenge, whether it's a writing, a drawing. Um, there's, uh, there's a voiceover challenge. Um, nice. there's a whole bunch of different things that, uh, writing challenges, even like how we process within our creative process, there's a challenge for that. So all those challenges just help you strengthen that muscle that gets lost over time as we age. Um, cause statistically speaking, kids, four and five-year-olds are the most creative ninjas of all time. <laughs> and then it goes down at, at the average age of 31, our creative uh, genius levelness goes down to 2%, no which way. four and five-year-olds are 98% genius creatives. So wow. there's this huge gap. So part of the book is retraining that muscle um, to be creative again. And, what and it's are... just being intentional, being intentional within your creativity. That's so cool. And what are some of the results you've seen from people who have taken the challenge to be more creative? Like how has their life changed from it? Oh my, I just, uh it has blown me away, honestly. Um, only Jesus could do such things. So a couple of people contacted me and said they started businesses after going through the devotional, like they found the freedom to step into that. Um, there's been a lot of um, writers who've reached out and have found the courage to continue writing their book or to, to start stepping into that. There's been bloggers, uh, people that wanted to blog and now are blogging. Um, one of the most greatest stories I have heard was one woman found like deep inner healing Hmm. through working through the challenges. And she had a lot of trauma from her past childhood that she already actually walked through, but walking through the challenges, um, revealed even deeper trauma that was buried. And she just through creating found such freedom and really encountered the power of the Holy spirit and like just broke through broke through so much just through the process. And it just blew me away when she shared that story with me. So there's been, there's been remarkable (laughs) results that I'm like, this is a fun book about creativity. And God's like, "Mm, you just wait and see. (laughs) So (laughs) It's been pretty radical to see the results, honestly, from it. And it's not, it's not anything I could create. That's for sure. So praise God, because it's been a wild ride so far. 
Um, okay, so you also, so then you started this Freedom Creatives marketing company to help, like you said, champion leaders, creatives, procrastinating dreamers. So if someone is, you know, what would someone hire you for? Let me just like anyone who's listening, you might need one of these things. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Freedom, so I actually have two companies. So Freedom Creatives is actually a ministry. Okay. And um, I have a marketing company called Yellow Chair Creatives, and that's totally separate. So um, our ministry, we actually provide resources and coaching similar to what you might do, Jill, um, one-on-one coaching to help people walk into freedom, but it's specifically for the creative process and kind of ninja chopping through some stuff that are holding them back. Um, And then there's also practical stuff in the coaching, like um, Facebook ads and whatever, like marketing stuff they may need help with that also, but it's a faith-based coaching within that. And then also um, just traveling, speaking, and ministering at events is also what our ministry does. Nice. And then your marketing company. So it's online marketing if people have a need for that? Yep. Digital marketing, help with social media, Facebook ads, just really leverage the power of the digital space to get people's message out there. Awesome. Okay, y'all. If you need some uh, of those resources, you, you'll you be able to find uh, Jenny. On, I'll put all the links on my uh, website for Thanks. those things. Yeah. So um, we were talking about freedom when you, and of course, I love freedom and freedom coaching and you're doing freedom creatives. So tell me what your definition of freedom is. Yeah, I... I want to hear your definition after I say mine. I don't want you to go first because then I'll get intimidated. Don't copy me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my God. I'll go, I'll go first. You go second. It'll be fine. You'll be the powerhouse freedom okay. definitioner. Um, <laughs> so I was really actually thinking about this. And I think what I came up with, holy, the Holy Spirit indwelling in you and empowering you to live unrestrained. And I don't know if we'll mm-hmm. ever get to full freedom on this side of eternity, but Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely something we can pursue through the power of Jesus. I love it. That's good. Okay. Um, Tell me your definition. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. All right. I don't know if my definition is right, but it seems to be the thing I keep coming back to over and over. And, um, it's part of my, you know, my, my mission statement for my ministry, which is encouraging people to pursue the presence of God, because when love comes to you and is cultivated in you, it's communicated through you. And mm. that's true freedom. I mean, you can simplify it to say, love God, love yourself, love others. But when yeah. we're able to be everything that God's created us to be, it only happens because we've met with God, we've encountered Him, His presence, and then we've seen ourselves the way He sees us. And then from that, we serve others and love others out of that place. And that's what true freedom so is good. to me. So good. And it, uh, amen, all the amen, because... <laughs> In our creative process, we cannot walk in that freedom without, I, I believe we cannot walk in true creative expression without knowing Jesus and the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit. It's true. True story. Anybody who disagrees should turn off the podcast now. <laughs> just, just email us. We'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. Um, so on the topic of freedom, uh, do you what would you say to people that are just really pursuing who God wants them to be? And, you know, maybe you have a word or encouragement or prayer for the listeners. Yeah, I, the most important thing I've been learning, and I hope this is heard because I mean, gosh, so be present to his presence Mm -hmm. and that we have to notice him moving 
And we get, we get to, we don't have to, but we get to be a part of that if we want to. And I think, I think God, I mean, as creatives and as leaders and as believers, we are empowered to speak. And I think our voice is so valuable and it's been diminished for far too long. Mm. Um, and I was praying for every, all the listeners earlier. Um, Jill, is it okay if I continue sharing this? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And specifically, I felt like um, maybe there's someone listening and let us know, but I felt like there was someone specific, like that was laboring over a pet project and they kept being like, oh, it's just my pet project. And they actually stopped writing. Um, they stopped writing and they kind of put it on the back burner. And I just want to speak life over the words you've been writing and over you, because I feel like um, you you have an understanding of your God-given talents and the spiritual gifts that you have. And I want you to lean into it because I believe that God's opening up opportunity for you to walk through. He's calling you to walk through something. So you can't like put that pet project on the back burner. It's not going to be a pet project for far too long. It's like going to be the project. And I was reminded of a friend who was wrestling with how she fit in. Um, she, she saw examples in front of her and they were very Christianese. There was like, um, the people she was looking at as examples were in the space of like discipling believers. So they would use very churchy language. And this person I'm thinking of particularly had the gift of evangelism. So she couldn't understand why she was trying to see, do I fit into, how do I communicate in my voice? Am I supposed to be that way? And that's why I'm saying lean into the gifting that you've been given. And if your gifting is evangelistic, no, you don't have to communicate the way you've seen things done before you. I just feel like God really wants to release somebody in this evangelistic gifting of, of writing and communicating and that he's giving them resources um, and he's raising you up as a leader in that space. And no, your words do not have to look like the words that you've seen gone before you. And I just want to encourage that person that there's a boldness that you're meant to carry and that don't let the deafening silence of the enemy steal what's been placed in front of you. You have to keep writing and keep pursuing that. And that is something God has called you into. Amen. I love that. As I'm listening to you speak, um, I think there's that's really going to touch more than one person because the enemy wants to stop us from expressing who God is and yeah. what he's doing in the earth. And there are people that only can communicate that part of God because they were created to express God uniquely. And so when we're not expressing who we are and we're not sharing what God's shown us, we're really robbing the world of the gift that we are, that God made us to be for the earth. And the enemy comes against us because he's against God being expressed. And so whoever that word is, and probably more than one, look at the bigger picture that you are made in the image of God to express his goodness to the world. And so it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because no one else is like you. No one can give what you give and no one can be who you are. Amen. So that's a good word, such a good note to wrap this up with. Um, why don't you share some of your website places and social media so people can find you? Uh, sure. My website is jennyrandall.com and Randall spelled like candle. So it's R-A-N-D-L-E. And there there's info about my book. And um, I love Instagram. So if you guys are on Instagram, you can check me out at jenny.randall and we can hang out over there. 
That's great. Oh my gosh, Jenny, I so enjoyed this conversation. I feel like we talked about some things we hadn't planned for, but I'm so glad we did. Oh, thanks, Jill, for creating space for this. It was really special. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, I hope everyone you've enjoyed the podcast with Jenny today. And if you did, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Number one, please subscribe to the show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed and it'll be ready when you are. And second, if the ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help me continue to reach others, please leave a review. And you can also click in the link in the description so you can give to support the show now as well. So as a reminder, if you're searching for the next thing that God has for you, or maybe you need a breakthrough in your career, relationships, or walk with God, and you're ready to go after it, then please reach out to me for Freedom Coaching. I meet with people one-on-one, and I would love to meet with you too. As an ICF certified coach, I have several coaching packages available, and so I'll be um, taking some new clients um, in the next month, and I would love to meet with you. You can learn more about coaching at jillmonaco.com slash freedomcoaching. And speaking of coaching, if there is anything you heard on this podcast that resonated with you with Jenny and you want to get some coaching with her, please check out her website. Okay, again, thank you everybody for listening to the podcast today. You can find out more from Jenny when you go to jillmonaco.com slash episode 47. Just click on the show notes to find all the links that we mentioned today, including her book and all those other goodies. Thanks again for tuning in today, my friends. And remember, love well, you are made for it.